Welcome to the Winter Palace. I'm your host, Mark Cole, editor and publisher of Odessa Steps Magazine. We thought the podcast was gone, but being at home, we figured why not revive it. We're calling it our Splendid Isolation Series, and we're going to have guests on to recommend stuff to watch on your TV or device, or to read, or to play, and whatever else we may think of. First up is the Cubs fan to recommend some Lucha, and we also spend some time talking about Animal Crossing since we're two of the millions of people playing it now. Before we go, I also wanted to give a shout out to the late Honor Blackman, who passed away earlier this week. You may know her best from that role in Goldfinger, but... You certainly should check out her role as Kathy Gale on The Avengers. She was on the show before Diana Rigg became Mrs. Peel, if you've never seen those. I'm not sure where it's currently available to stream for free, but I'm sure it's there somewhere. She was also in an episode of the Colin Baker Doctor Who, and she was in A Night to Remember, the 50s movie about the Titanic that is available from the Criterion Collection. Thanks for listening. We'll be back hopefully shortly with some more of these short, bite-sized episodes. Thanks. Welcome back to the Winter Palace and our new series of shows to try and help folks out there keep themselves occupied while at home. It's been a while since he's been on, but we are happy to welcome back to the podcast, the Cubs fan. How's it going, Cubs? It's going well. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited I cut you off. Yeah, as I say, we have almost no lucha and no baseball, so this must be a, a pretty hard time for you. Yeah, I was like... Today, I was sitting around trying to figure out what am I supposed to be doing right now? Because there's usually too much stuff for me to get done. And now I have to really just need to take some time off to to think about what the projects I've been putting off forever that I need to get back to do. Cool. Uh, I said there's almost no Lucha. Um, The major companies haven't run for a while, but there was actually a show over the weekend. Yeah, there's like shows popping up here and there um, with empty arena, trying to do stuff in empty arena. Most of them are smaller shows where people outside who outside that small area would not know them. But the biggest one so far was the Lucha Memory show that aired Sunday afternoon from um, Coliseo Kalaka, which is their normal home base. Um, I know that's on YouTube and we'll probably put it in the description so people can watch it. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. So how was the show? Was it was it weird? Was it any weirder than watching the empty arena stuff that we've been seeing in the states so far? Not especially weirder, but that's still kind of weird. Um, it just felt like it, it's just weird seeing the arena that usually has plenty of people have a whole bunch of empty seats and not a lot of noise. Um, with the lucha matches, because a lot of stuff we've seen on US TV seemed like they've gone a lot of singles matches to limit the people, occasionally some tags. The best match on the show for Lucha Mummies was a three-way tag match, and that was where the action was so constant that you really didn't have time to dwell on it. No one was reacting to the action because no one was there. Um, who were the who were the biggest names on the show the other day? 
The biggest name would be Ricky Marvin. He faced Aries in the main event. Um, they've had a back and they've had a rivalry, kind of a rivalry in this promotion, um, where Aries keeps coming close to being Marvin but can never get that win. So I wonder. It, this was a this was a show that was announced before everything started to get shut down, and I and they just kind of went ahead and did it anyways. While with the veneer of it being a fundraiser, but mostly because they just wanted to run their show. And I wonder if they had the fans there, if they were, if this was the moment they were going to finally give Aries that big win. Without the fans, they just had, they had a competitive match, but Marvin still squeaked it out so they could push off that win for another day. So for people needing a Lucha fix, would you say this is a good couple hours worth to watch? I think most of it was. I think that Ricky Marvin Aries match was pretty good. The three-way tag with, Lasa, Ciro, Iron Cade, Cobra, Moria, Crucero, Negro, and Draco was pretty good. Some of the stuff did not work as well. Um, there's a match with the second psychosis that just kind of dragged on. So you may want to pick your spots and not go the whole full two hours, but it's, it is a show that was only two hours. And with some dead periods in between, you can get through it pretty easily. That's cool. Like I said, uh, it's on Lucha TV's YouTube page, and we'll put a link in the description so uh, people can check it out if they want. Now, the the shutdown in Mexico came right before CMLL was to do their big show of the year. So, do you think once things get once they start running again, they will run the that hair match? right away or do you think they'll save it for some time later they've been pretty consistent about saying that they they're still going to run that card the home of uh, a dos leende show that was scheduled for march 20 if i'm remembering right um but i i feel like when they came back from the h1n1 um, pandemic in Mexico in about 2009, if I'm remembering correctly, the crowds were really slow to pick up for the first couple of weeks. So I'm thinking they might be better off waiting a couple of weeks after they come back and run that. But I think that will still that will happen like within the first month of, of them coming back. I guess in a worst case scenario, there's always holding off until the anniversary show. Although hopefully things are more back to normal by September. Yeah, I mean, this is all cons- hoping that, you know, that they can come back in the next few months. If it's all the way September, who, if maybe that becomes the anniversary show, but then there'll also be problems. I know you don't follow AAA as much, too, but then they have a big problem if that lasts that long and their Triple Mania is wiped out for the year because that's their big, that's their big show and that's their big source of revenue from all the shows they run this year. So hopefully the wrestling won't be out that long, but no one's quite sure when they'll be back at this point. And Triple Mania is usually in May, right? Triple Mania is usually in August. I think it's oh, okay. August August sixth, if I'm remembering right. They do have a they had a show in March the same weekend as CML did that was that had to be canceled and that one doesn't look like make up. And their next big show is in late May and sounds like they're not sure if they'll even be back by then. So it it's it may be a long wait. I know that CMLL has been doing some stuff on their YouTube channel without uh, without any matches. In fact, as we're recording, they're doing um, a retro interview with Tribla talking about the Dos Leandes main event where it was him and Piero Jr. versus the Dinamitas. They've been doing a bunch of that stuff, I guess, just to have something to do and, I guess, have, you know, give the guys a little something to do while... 
you know, maintaining their six feet distance while bringing them in to record. Yeah, they they start originally started as a series leading into the original Dos Leandes show, but once they got looking back at past ones, but once that got pushed back, I think they've just gone back and looked at more and more shows. Personally, because uh, for my particular interest, it'd be cool if we got more old shows. Uh, they have. It, it's always been rumored and disputed how much old footage CML has access to, and this would be a great time to find out um, how old, what's, what footage they still could put up on the YouTube that they haven't. But for CML's purposes, I believe they pay people per appearance. So by doing these interview shows, they may be, these may be ways to give some guys paydays that they would not be getting without wrestling matches right now. Well, because I think we've all wondered, because we certainly know that CML has – plenty of footage even from the last few years that we know they film all the time and even though we were getting three shows a week there was still stuff that we weren't seeing that you know they could always just i mean cml the last year seems to be random shows anyway that you could never really identify by date since it's the same people mixed and matched over and over again i think you could put on a match from last july and if it hadn't been aired before, we probably wouldn't even know if it was from then or from two weeks ago. Yeah, that's actually happened with some of their small, their lower level TV shows is that um, they, the show that the, the weekly show that they run on Sundays isn't, isn't televised live. And some of those matches air afterwards, but not all of them. And then they just, as a way of filler, they've gone back and started like the year over airing some of the matches from January and to see if anyone can tell the difference that they were from three months ago. But in the course of doing that, they've aired a couple matches that they did not air the first time they went through those episodes, those TV shows. So I'm sure some stuff will leak through, but it'd be great to see some of the more classic versions they have of some of the wrestlers who aren't active now who, or who had their heyday a while back. Well, I noticed that you mentioned this today in your uh, matches of the year roundup so far, that there was a match that we wouldn't have seen on regular CMLL TV slash streams from about a month or a month or two ago from Sunday with Volador and Negro Casas, and you said it was a pretty good match. Yeah, it was Negro Casas. Uh... Doing, showing his personality a lot, which is his stronger suit at this point in his career as he winds down physically. But it was a match that I think because it airs just on a, a small TV station and is never mentioned again, that not many people have seen it. So those kind of matches, they could probably cycle from one TV show to a different show or move them around so more people get a chance to see them. Um, has there been anything else? The, in the calendar year that you would that you would recommend off the top of your head? Uh, you know, it's not a CML match, but I, yeah. the, the the match I would go with if you have some time or if you just want to kill some time would be the Ariel versus Volano 3 Jr. match from Ciudad Juarez. It's on the Mas Lucha channel as well, and it's their mass match. They go almost an hour if you include the post-match and stuff. And the, those two... Volano 3 Jr. is regular in AAA. Erdo is a guy who's never really made it out of the Alvarez, but they've, they've had a back and forth on their shows in that town for the last year or so, and they get to do everything um, in this match. Um, it has a, a finish that would only be acceptable in Lucha Libre, so that is a little bit of a warning without giving it away, but I think the action before it is just so crazy that it makes it worth watching. And 
it's it's really the one really big AAA match because since they were saving all their big matches for Ray the Reyes and Ray the Reyes didn't happen, that's the only really big feud blow off they've got to do this year. So, but they got to do that one really in a big way. At least from the CML point of view, it has not been a great year, year and a half or so, but. Um, but it has been better for AAA, right? Because I noticed when you did your awards um, a little while ago, it seemed like it was very, very AAA heavy, especially with what probably is Eliel Del Vicino. Is he sort of like the best worker in Mexico right now? He's the one who the people who watch everything. He's the most favored. I think you could argue a few other people are probably a little bit um, more well-rounded. And I think Vikingo they've done a good job. Triple A's done a good job of using him in situations where he's going to look good and not, not stress him out too much, but he's clearly the guy who has the most upside potential, not just in triple A, but across the world. And I think it's made people very excited about them. But the one, the one disappointing thing is what is if this all happened, like, you know, two months ago, we could have all spent our time making more best of 2019 lists or best of the decade stuff. And now it just came a couple of months too late for us to really do that content anymore. Well, it all depends on when you consider the decade to be, I guess. If you could be one of those people that thinks the decade goes 2011 to 2020, even though we're not technically done with 2020, although we very well could be. But, uh, I mean... You could just re-rack it. You could say the decade from April 7th, 2010 to April 7th, 2020. Just a very strict definition of a and see how far that gets you. Yeah, I was, yeah, the, uh, it also seems like, I was going to say, is is Vicino, like, sort of the best luchador left in Mexico, because there are so many guys either working in the States primarily or working and living in the States. I mean, you've got the, the Lucha Brothers and the Munoz family are all mostly in the United States except for Mystico. And it seems like there's been sort of a ta- – and all the guys in WWF – that there's been kind of a talent drain other than sort of a lot of the big names that are not slightly past – the. I mean, I wouldn't say Volador is past his prime, but he's certainly a veteran at this point. But, uh, you know, you, Volador and Ultimo and then – some of the older CML guys starting to lose a step that, you know, there's kind of a vacuum, I suppose. Yeah. And, you know, even besides like the Lucha Brothers, you had the Bandito and the rest of the Mexi squad or whatever the name is in Ring of Honor gets scooped up too. So I think there are a few guys left, like who are CML lifers or appear to be so like Titan and Cavernero who are among the best in Mexico. And I think you can find Guys like Laredo Kid and Torres, who are working a little bit in the U.S., but are still working in Mexico quite a bit, are probably up there too. But it is is a concern going forward how that's going to work for the top guys because you have the aging – like you said, you have the guys who are aging out of the top spots, um, like an L.A. Park and a Dr. Wagner too, and you have the the guys who are in the prime of the career getting plucked up by the U.S. promotions because there's the economic disparity between the two promotions. I think that's a story that's been put on pause by all this. I think if the year had gone normally and we were still getting wrestling right now, I expect that like a few more people, maybe not Vikingo because he seems like he's in a special situation, but a few more people who would be in like the top 20 for best wrestlers in Mexico – 
probably also getting scooped up by promotions in the U.S. before the end of the year. Yeah, the one uh, the one other thing that I wanted to mention while we're talking about it is is something that I've seen pop up a couple of times on Twitter, especially by one one uh, friend of the pod that uh, that we had started a couple of years ago and unfortunately never got around to finishing. But I did want to bring up. I guess we can talk about it too. Is that I'm finally going to restart my 2014 Busca Dian Idlo recap that I think made it one or two posts but before I got sidetracked with other stuff and haven't been haven't gone back to it yet. But uh, it had been on my mind to do uh, as something to do during this, and then I noticed that that Hechicero has been has been posting a lot of gifts from the tournament. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll take this as a good sign. But uh, was that 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 was such a and now that we now that it's five six years ago it's it's funny now what a like sort of oasis in cml that ended up being yeah because there was there was nothing like it about having that much that many young and or unknown guys coming through at the same time and getting that much space and time in the mid card to elevate them where the situation now is a lot we have just interchangeable match after interchangeable match and just a few guys at the top who get most of the attention and i i can't imagine doing a tournament where you have the likes of um black panther getting eight singles matches to work through um because you, you don't they don't put that much attention on doing stuff with guys who are coming up and there's really not as many there's not even the guy as as good as black panther there's not that many guys like it where he was at that point a few years ago now. I mean, um, even, and he wasn't even like one of the better guys in the tournament. It was, it was a ridiculous wealth of talent coming through and, and an unlikely amount of attention given to them. It's yeah. I mean, it's so funny that, I mean, the tournament in years before that had, you know, created a star or two every so often. I mean, there were, hits and misses in that tournament, you know, because I think this was, like, what, the fifth or sixth version or something like that. But, uh, but like, the in hindsight now, the amount of talent in that tournament is is really remarkable. And, like, even the guys who sort of finished in the bottom half, you know, like, you know, like, even Star Jr. has, been, you know, finally started, you know, to get some degree of attention from the company. Yeah, I, I think the only two people – it was like an eight-man tournament that we were talking about, and the only two people who did not um, make a big impression in CML in future years were the Super Halcon Jr., who suffered an eye injury that caused him to retire, and Guerrero Negro Jr., who seemed like he had issues outside the ring or something else going on. And even then, he might have stuck around longer if, if things had worked differently. But you have Hatcher Ciro, who's among – who's like – the it seems like the inside choice for the best actual wrestler on the promotion. You have Kevin Nero, who's like one of the top Rudos of all to, of the promotion right now. You have Black Panther, who's a who's stuck in the middle of the card, but one of the better part, part guys in the middle of the card. And you had Dragon Lee finishing fourth, who was like who's one, considered one of the best wrestlers in the world, but he could only finish fourth and now stack the tournament was at that point. And even what Soberano and Star Junior, you know, yeah. who, who I mean, I guess Soberano is 
probably upper mid card now. Yeah, I mean, it took him longer to get there, but he's like one of the higher level stars now. But yeah, I would definitely, like I said, we're going to uh, restart the recaps. I think I made it as far as the uh, the 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 battle royal or torn or cybernetico to see who actually made it into the tournament. It is funny to look at that to see who was in that cybernetico who could have been in it that wasn't. I've I'm not looking at the list right now, but if I'm right, I think Metallica may have even been in that. So just imagine if we would have had that that year's tournament plus Metallica. I mean, I realize I am in a very small minority of loving Metallica, but uh, that would have been really interesting. That would have been that would have definitely been different. His career would, might have gone a whole different path than we're ending up as a referee. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be restarting those recaps, and all of that stuff is online. Is it, is it on – do you have it all on your, tube, your YouTube channel as a playlist? I remember somebody did. I believe I have a playlist. It's been a year since I've looked at it, but I know I have it all online. Yeah, so it's, it's, all, it's all definitely there for people to find if they want to take a look at it. And uh, before we go, because uh, we were trying to keep these little bite-sized chunks of podcasts for people to, to burn through – um, you and I, uh, while looking for stuff to do in the middle of all this, you and I are two of the millions of people who are addicted to Animal Crossing, which just came out a couple of weeks ago. So I figured I'd ask how your island's going. It, it's crowded. I'm trying to keep all the, the houses in one quadrant of the island, which is just getting overcrowded, but I like to have my... This I don't know how this game is supposed to work. This is the first time I've ever played an Animal Crossing game, but I like to. The parts I like about the game are just to wander around in the other in the uninhabited parts of the island. So I'm trying to keep as much of it uninhabited and free from um, you know random buildings as possible. But I, this game, I, I had no intention of getting this game because I knew it was going to be a time sink. But then things change, and suddenly a time sink seemed like a very good thing to have. So it, it, it's been a little better than I expected. But it's also, like, um, I wonder if, like, you know, two weeks from now, if I'm still going to be wanting to hit every stone to gra- grab minerals or or to make whatever the high diamond is for that day. It, 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 I, I, I have not gotten this far enough to know if I'm going to... Um, how long the replay value holds up, if that makes any sense. Well, I think it's one of those things where, I mean, since it's very sandboxy, to borrow a word, that, you know, once you get past the quote-unquote main quest, you know, then it's, I think, then you're just left to build and rebuild and visit people's islands. And I guess probably after that, the marginal utility will go down. But I know, but if you start, you know, like if you watch some of the videos of people on YouTube and you see these in, insane things that people have built and you're like, well, one, I don't think I'd really have the patience for that. But I mean, I don't mind watching a 10 minute video of somebody explaining how they turned their island into a replica of uh, like, one of the Zelda games, which, you know, is insane and fun, but, like, I don't know if I'd do that. I mean, I'm probably, I yeah, I haven't gotten near the, I am closing in on the end, but, uh, 
I started a couple of days late, so I think I'm only on like day nine or ten. So like I'm, I don't know, trying not to be spoiled, but like I set up. I think today I had my first camper that I can try and recruit to the island. So I'm so I think on the scheme of things, that's probably like two thirds of the way through the main story, maybe. I guess so. I mean, I still have a lot of work to do. I but, think. I see, I think I'm like three maybe days ahead of you, and it feels like there's a lot. I mean, the story should be in quotation marks. Yeah, it, it, it's a bare outline, but um, but it seems like I have a lot to do of island improvement to do even three days after that. So, um, it, it, it's it, I'm sure there's a lot of maybe busy work is a better better explanation of the story, but I have a lot, a lot of busy work left to do and a lot of funds to that I need to need to create to progress further. And I think they're going to keep moving that um, carrot a little further down the line for a while still. Yeah, I'm in no hurry because, I mean, it's like, one, I really have nothing else to do at the moment. And uh, it's like, I, don't, I sort of, I'm one of those people that I like playing in, like, half-hour chunks. Like, I'll do stuff for, like, a little while, and then I'll stop, and I'll do something else, and then I'll pick it back up, and then I'll do something else. My biggest problem is, especially because I've sort of kept to my nighttime hours, which is what I would have normally if I was working. So, uh, I was playing, so I was playing, like, when the day changes at 5 o'clock. So, I was able to, like, play for an hour right when everything changed for the day and then go to bed. But, like, I was missing a lot of the daytime stuff. So I kept getting the same fish and bug spawns because I wasn't playing during the day. So, like, I've had... So that's one of the things I've had to do is try and make sure that I play at different times during the day so that I get everything. Yeah, I, I am the same way, but it's more that I'm playing usually in the evening. So I have to find a way to get up and get it early in the weekend, or I'm just kind of, um, or really what I've, I've told myself, and this happened in March because there was the whole thing about if you do not get this fish by the end of March, it won't spawn for the next nine months or whatever. And I tried for a little bit, but then I decided that it was not going to be important to me in this game. I was not going to go, I was not going to drive myself nuts to get every bug or every fish and whatever I end up getting, that's good enough, but I'm not going, but going for a hundred percent completion is just going to drive myself crazy for low effort. I've done that in plenty of games. I didn't need another game to do that. Yeah, I think, yeah, well, like without really understanding like how the spawn rates work, I mean, Certainly now with the stupid eggs, that at least it seems like today have been much better since the, the the update yesterday. But it's like I've already I think I built all but one thing using the eggs, so it's like I really don't even care about that anymore. I'm now waiting for the week for the stupid rabbit to come back. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm waiting for them to come back so the eggs can go get a go away i feel like i'm getting a new recipe once a day for the eggs so there's always a little bit something new to do but it's like i'm getting four more eggs than i have anything to do with need with so like all the egg stuff all the eggs and the stuff i make too are just going into storage and then the bunny's going to come back if he needs to see that stuff i will have that stuff but otherwise they're all being sold the next day and I'll, it'll be a big day for making some money yeah i think i've made i think when i looked 
this morning my uh, bunny projects. I think I had made like 36 or 37, so I'm only like, I think I may just need the two that he'll be bringing back next week. And I think I've already made it. What I'd like is I'd like more cherry blossom recipes because I only have like two or three of those. And it's like, that's what I'd really want right now as opposed to all the egg stuff. I have never got a cherry blossom recipe, and apparently today or tomorrow was the last day of the cherry blossoms, so I think I'm going to be out of luck. Oh, I thought oh, I thought it was – I thought I had heard the cherry blossoms that were going to be for the whole month, but maybe not. But, yeah, I think They're I have... doing – I'm not sure if you've been in today, but and I'm sure, not sure if this is helping anyone listening to the podcast, but they're doing a thing – Visually today, where the cherry blossom trees seem like they're losing all their blossoms. So, I think it's almost done. Yeah, I have... Uh, yeah, I have it on, so... Yeah, I have two cherry blossom recipes and four bamboo recipes. Maybe it's bamboo that's that's lasting the rest of the month. Maybe that's... Or yeah, I think you have, like, the month to get the young, the young bamboo to make that stuff. Maybe that's what I'm confusing. But... Yeah, I'm so happy they finally they finally nerfed the eggs. So yeah, that was getting a little bit too much. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I I'm I was sort of in the same boat. I had I hadn't really planned on getting it. In fact, I wasn't even sure where my switch was because I hadn't played it in such a long time. But then it was like, well, I could foresee having lots of dead time coming up, and I know this is I had played previous versions years and years ago so i'm like well this will be good to have because it's it's uh it's like given how badly because the only two video games i play on a regular basis like on console are no man's sky and red dead and red dead has been such so horribly broken lately that like i only want to play get on do my challenges and get off i really don't feel like playing and although they did add some cool new stuff to No Man's Sky today that I haven't had time to take a look at yet, but it's like, other than that, those are the only two things I've been playing. So I figured this, I was like, well, I wasn't planning on it, but I might as well get it. So, I mean, I've certainly had a good time with it so far. Yeah, I, I've had, it's been enjoyable. It, it, it's been, it's kept me busy. I, I had been playing, um, was it Ultimate Alliance 3 on the Switch? So I'd had the Switch on a lot lately. And that game is a game with like absolutely no story except ex- here's another superhero showing up. Now you have to fight some more bad guys. It, but it was like a completely, it was a, a thoughtless, brain, no brain needed game. And it was a good distraction game. And this too has proved like a game you can immerse yourself in and be totally distracted for a couple hours and then go on and do something else. And so I think for what I'm looking for, it's been pretty good. Yeah, it's not like there's any, I mean, yeah, like the most stress you're going to get is not being able to get the right fish you want, or why, please, I only need one more fossil to finish this skeleton. And even then, I don't think, I I don't think that's, ah, I just saw a tarantula. Um, so, yeah. So yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Um, Cubs want. I didn't you. realize that they had said someplace how many different recipes there were for Bunny Day, though. That's a surprise. I guess I have to go back and look around to see that because I have no idea how close I am then. Yeah, I would if you. I mean, there's jillions of uh, 
of YouTube videos. So I would the uh... yeah, that's the thing. I'm trying to do it without getting myself spoiled, but I think or trying to without cheating. But then I some stuff you accidentally stumble upon. So at some point I probably give up and look up look up stuff. But um, also I don't really care if I have all this buddy day stuff. So this is all this is all just busy work. But it's it's amusing busy work. Yeah, there's like a couple of streams that I watch every day now just for tips and stuff like, you know, like learning the rock trick or, you know, like um, going by the size of, you know, what size fish is what, such what trying what to try and get and not get and that kind of or tips on when you go to Mystery Islands, what's the best way to try and find stuff that that stuff I've at least found helpful. Plus, I mean, there's one guy that I've been watching. What was it yesterday? Was it? Earlier this week, he bought he bought two million dollars worth of turnips, and then apparently today I haven't watched it yet, but the video says the slug on the video said he made twelve million dollars selling them back today. And I'm just like, you are playing this game at a different level than me, but I enjoy watching you do it. Yeah, that that. I think that circles back to something you were talking about earlier about sometimes seeing how these guys, some of these YouTube channels have these, or some of these things you see on Twitter, they have the elaborate interior design or or modeling some other game. And I think that's kind of why I've stayed away from the YouTube stuff because it's just like so much. It's like they're playing at so much a higher level. It's always it feels like maybe I'll get some tips, but maybe I'll just be like I'm not even in this league. What am I playing this game against? with these people who are just doing it so differently than me. So I'm, I'm somewhat happy stumbling around on my own. Sometimes like stuff like the money tree just kind of shows up in my Twitter feed and I have to learn what that is and that's helpful. But mostly I am okay with my own, with, with not knowing everything and just kind of stumbling my own way at this point. Yeah. Like the, yeah, like watching people farm their islands for tarantulas. I'm just like, you know, I don't need, money bad enough to spend like two hours digging up like all these holes on my island just to try and catch like a tarantula every minute and a half and i'm like you know i'd rather just wander around for a half an hour rather than than do that it's like i'll get my money eventually i don't need it's like i know this game is nothing but tom Nook putting you in debt so it's like why pay it off in a hurry it'll just make the game last longer right Cool. Well, Cubs, I want to thank you very much for doing the show again. Um, if you want to check you out, it's Lucha Blog on Twitter and the Lucha Blog website. Like I said, you posted um, some of your great match roundups this week. Do you have any? Do you have any projects for the website in planned? I am. Um... Doing a thing, I have a collection of old 60s, 70s, 80s mag, Lucha Library magazines I'm going to and finding interesting stuff that uh, from that I'm probably going to start posting. I have a few more um, recaps of recent Lucha shows that, or not recent at this point, but from right before the shutdown that I still need to post. So there'll be stuff going up there still frequently as long as, even while things are not happening as much in Mexico. And I noticed that you're also putting up some of the death valley driver best of the 80s stuff too yeah that's more that's kind of hopefully people will be interested in it but it's more these were matches that i was told i should watch like half a decade ago but other things came up and i had plenty of things to watch and now i don't so i'm watching them myself i'm putting them up there in case anyone else is interested in them 
it's funny that it's now been so long ago that like I don't necessarily remember like my ballot. <laughs> so like it's kind of a, it's kind of a mystery to me too when I look to see, like the stuff that you've posted so far and I'm like, "Oh yeah. I remember that now." Yeah. And it's also just nice to have uh, something streaming during the normal CML times when I can get that to work out. So probably going to do a stream maybe every Friday night for the for, for a while and maybe another day if I can figure out if I can get a regular day down probably a second regular day too thanks again Cubs and like I let to let everybody know we've got a couple more of these planned for the week so hopefully those will come off if not I guess there's probably always next week so keep checking the feed thanks everybody and we will talk to you next time